0: hey what's up what's up everybody welcome to tweet talks and first i want to i don't know just i want you to go ahead and avoid out this music <laughs> i was trying something a little different and the reason why is because where i'm at is really late right now so i figured i would put on something late but i'm not sure if the vibe is matching how this show is gonna go but anyway we going to roll with it. <laughs> so, today's show is about... Now, when I take out a topic, don't think it's a movie like Resident Evil or anything. But anyway, the topic is residual effect. Now, a residual effect in the Ebonics version... And that's the reason I'm going to give you the ebonics version. Because the book version is good. And it simplifies it. But this is just my version. Because this is my podcast. It only fits, right? (laughs) So a residual effect is something that that has an effect on you. After something else is gone. Ooh. Y'all heard that, right? So, just to give an example... It's something like when somebody gives you a hug and they have on a cologne or a perfume that just is amplified in the air. And every time you smell it, you think about that person. Every time you see it, because you might ask them, you know, okay, what what was that you were wearing? What's that called? I love that smell. That smells so good. You might see the bottle in a store and you think about that person. It's always going to connect you back to that person. Now. The crazy thing about a residual effect is, we don't always know that you have been, for lack of a better word, residually affected by something once it's gone. And when I say gone, I'm saying, I mean, it just may not be right standing in front of you. That doesn't mean that it's still not in your life. You just really don't realize that it's a residual effect at that point. And the reality of it is, in life, everything that we experience leaves behind a residual effect. That word residual effect, it comes from the word resident, which we all know. A resident is somebody that lives. So we're going to say a residual effect is something that kind of lives inside of you. Mm Mhm. Dope, right? And I'm going to tell you why I thought this was an excellent podcast to experience and talk to you guys about it. Because I had to, like I told you, during this transitional period, I had to take a look at myself and at my life. And in my life, I experienced a lot of control. And so I realized that as I get older, that I have a strong desire to do things my way, and I didn't understand it. Like I, I just, I didn't grasp the idea that why do I have this urge to do things my way, and and when I say this, I'm not just talking about life itself. I'm talking about. I mean, I want to wear my hair the way I want to wear it. I want to dress the way I want to dress. Um, and even when it comes to, like, bigger decisions in life, like, I have such a drawn desire to follow my own instinct and follow my own heart. Okay, so the music stopped, y'all. Let's clap it up for that. (laughs) Because that was, like, such a wrong choice. But it is what it is. But anyway, that's one thing that I kind of realized. Is I was like, you know what? I have a strong desire to, I guess, to please myself right now. And that, for me, is definitely a residual effect. So as you are listening to this and you start to look at your own life and you start to observe and say, what are my residual effects? What are the things that have lingered on? And sometimes it, it can be family-wise, generational. It can be relationship wise it could be I mean it could just be a, a bad pattern that you have and some residual effects are good because I mean I have some residual effects that are great Um, like I'm a person that relies deeply on myself it can be heavy sometimes but I rely deeply on myself and to me that's a good residual effect it's a stressful one but it is one. So some of the things that I've learned in my research about these type of things that link on in your life is to learn to listen to yourself and to pay attention to your life patterns. That's how I got, that's one of the ways that I was able to get to the conclusion of my own residual effect is to look at my life and to listen to myself, you know, more than I used to. Because coming up, I didn't do it, so now I feel like I have to really listen to myself and listen to what my desires are and what I want, as opposed to the world. Because I'm gonna tell you something: the world, especially when it comes to females, it has a very strong effect on how you should form your relationships. You know who you should be with, who you should not be with of uh, what you should do, what you should not do. You know, for me, coming up, having a child out of wedlock was like a no-no, you know? And I guess that's why I did it so much later in life. But the other part of it is, when it comes to marriage and relationships, it's like, you that's what you're supposed to do. And the reality of it is, you know, God created us all to be unique in our way. It doesn't mean that that's who we have to be. Because we have a path that may not look like everybody else's path. You know, and so... Sometimes you have to pay attention to your own life and your own uh, life patterns. And then you have to look into those negative traits that made you this way. Like if I had a highlighter, I a highlight over those words. Look at the negative traits that have made you this way. When it comes to those residual effects that are left behind. And sometimes... I'm going to tell you the best way that I've learned to, to, to learn what mine were. Pay attention to the people that's in your life. And I'm not talking about your closest friends or people you hang out with in the regular, your associates. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about pay attention to the people, friendships you've had, and when they ended, what did the person say? Relationships you had, when it ended, what did the person say? And look for a pattern in that. And whenever that pattern is, that's something that you need to kind of really look into and forget the person and what issues there are. And, and, and sometimes you got some people that will categorize you with an issue that they have themselves. And I'm talking with them people because you have to also look at their, pattern, their life patterns and what's the reason that they did the things that they did. Individualize it and look at what they said and look at yourself. It will tell you some things. And when you think about it, you feel like, well, how do I know? How do I know that this is my own residual effect? Well, let me give you an example. An example is going to be myself. For me, one of my closest, closest friends since I was a child, known this person over 20 years. He said, you're paranoid. <laughs> he used to always be like, you are paranoid like you don't trust nobody and I was like well you just saying that because you feel this way or whatever and this might have happened when we were young but no I had to really look at it and say you know what he is right like I am and then once you realize what it is you know you can make efforts to change it Like, let me tell you, all I had a friend, and we would sit down and have, you know, our little girl talk conversation. And one of the things that she would talk about is how she had an issue with taking care of men. I mean, she would buy cars. She said she paid child support one time to keep her from getting locked up. Like, she was his ride or die no, I'm not giving y'all the information who she is, because I know some of y'all are saying, like, who she is? Where she at? (laughs) But after talking to her for a long period of time, because she was really interested in why she had this trait when so many women were changing and weren't that way, why does she have this desire? Well, she even realized, even through having this conversation, that she said that as a child, that was all she saw. And this wasn't a female that was raised by a single mother, no. She experienced these things watching her father be taken care of by women. So what she seen was that this is the role that women are supposed to play. And so even though when she was watching it, she would be like, what is wrong with these women? Something happened in her life that made that residual effect start to become more obvious. And she took on that same role of doing the same thing. And so she even got emotional at one point because I guess she started to see it. And like anything else, a residual effect is something that... It's almost like a person that has a drug or alcohol addiction. It is extremely hard to change, especially if you've been doing it all your life. You know, if it's like a long-lived habit, it's, it has really pretty much become a part of your life. Like, how do you change from that? So, what I'm going to give you, because I believe in each one, teach one. My suggestion is setting some small goals to change that residual effect, because I'm hoping that all of y'all are faithful people. Y'all are uh, faithful believers and if you know anything about life the way I do nothing can go without being changed okay and because this is something that I've worked on myself so I know that it's true I'm not going to tell y'all nothing that I haven't experienced it's true I mean if anything I'm going to come out here and ask y'all and by the way I'm going to go ahead and put my email out there tweet talks at proton, proton.me Y'all can hit me up with questions and concerns, and even if you're interested in being on the show here, just um, send me information and we'll link up. But anyway, going back to the suggestion set some small goals for yourself that will later become bigger goals. And to give you an example, for the last years, of, for the last at least seven years of my life, I've been making my own changes. I've confronted a lot of my fears, and baby. When I tell you, it is not easy. But it's very rewarding. There's something so rewarding about seeing yourself in a place that you never thought you would be in. Because you allowed your fears to stop you. You allowed your doubts to control you. You allowed your faults to be magnified to where you could even see yourself in that place. There's something extremely rewarding about it. So, that's, that's one thing that you can do is set goals. The second thing, the second thing should have been number one. <laughs> it should have been number one, because I'm going to tell you this. Setting boundaries. Woo! Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you set boundaries, just keep in mind that there are people that are in your life that when you start to set those boundaries they will notice them. They will notice the boundaries are being set. They may be looked at as, um, you're telling me what to do, or you're trying to control me, or, uh, you know, just negativity. And that is when, I'm going to tell you like a friend of mine said to me, and it meant so much because it made me grasp this idea. The ones that stay, even as you're going through this transitional period, are the ones that you keep around. If they leave, they leave, and and especially if they know you, and they know and understand why you're creating these boundaries. Those are the ones that you gotta let go. I mean, you know, this is something I tell people all the time. Life has, life is not just one big thing and everything that you grasp and it stays that way. No, we have seasons with people. We have seasons with experiences. We have seasons with lessons. You may learn a lesson one time in your life and never learn it again. Even if you, if you experience it again, you had that lesson that you should have grabbed something from. Okay. But I'm going to tell you some of the things that you'll gain from setting boundaries. You'll learn to put yourself first and self-worth. Ah, oh. If I had a highlighter, highlight that. Highlight, highlight. That's going to be my little thing. When you say highlight, that's important. Highlight, highlight self-worth and put yourself first. That is so true. It's also going to keep you in your comfort zone. See, when you put boundaries on what you accept from other people, how far you will go, how far you won't go, you start to become comfortable because you know that if something isn't right, it's going to be addressed. And, you know, and how you do it, how you put boundaries on things is very important. And that's something that you'll have to find and make unique to yourself. But it also lets others know that you care about yourself and you're not willing to compromise that. And that's, that's a big deal. Because when people see that you have boundaries on certain things and you're not willing to compromise that, they make a decision to pack up their BS. And take it elsewhere, or to stay and accept that and allow you to love yourself. Okay, and those are the those are the people that you keep around. Because setting boundaries is definitely gonna stop all the BS. And this is number three, y'all. This is number three, of my third suggestion. If you have children, okay, y'all don't don't let no tears drop. But I'm just gonna tell you the truth. If you have children, pay attention to your children because your residual effects can change their lives and they can pick up negative habits from you that will later go on to their child. And now so now you just you just throwing your baggage off on somebody else. Next generation, next generation. Which can actually it affects your whole family line. It could affect your whole line of friendship too, because I mean, see, growing up, I had a group of good, good girlfriends. Oh, and we hung out. We had a good time. We did fashion shows. We was in the club, ten o'clock. Club. Now, guess what? If I had a group of five or six girlfriends, and my residual effect is no good, my homegirl gonna pick it up from me, whether I want her to or not. She is. So that's why it's good to pay attention to it because you have to realize that children are always watching even if you don't see them watching child they is listening eavesdropping all up in your B.I. (laughs) so that's why it's good to pay attention to these things and I mean that, that to me I think that was one of the biggest effects is that I didn't want it to like trickle down you know and at the same time, when children, there's something about you that they'll honor, you know, it's something about you that they'll say, okay, this is a great part about you. And you want that to be a residual effect. You don't want your children to be like, mama was a hell raiser, somebody, somebody tells her she was, if you book, you, you don't want that. Because your child is going to go through different things in life where they have to learn how to deal with things. And if they plan on having a career, nothing if you're bucking is going to cause them to not have a career. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So you have to watch your kids, and you will see what they got from you or your relatives that may be good or bad. And the reality of it is, is that these residual effects can come from trauma, and they can come from trauma years later. They do not have to show up right then and there. And I think that's where a lot of people get things confused, is they don't. Like for myself, relationships are very hard. I mean, I will friend you to death. We can, hey, we will friend. I will friend you to death. But that's just me. That's a residual effect that I've realized lingers on, and so you have to you have to consciously make that change to not let it be there. It's almost like an accent. Like I'm originally from New York, and a lot of people say, you know, that hey, you, you still got that hard New York accent?" Well, it's my residual effect. It's in me. <laughs> it's. Not, Something that you could change overnight, and if you're constantly involved and connected to that residual effect, it's not gonna change, you know. And so, I guess I just wanted to share that with you because to me that was that was a really big deal. And another thing, last thing, I'm gonna go ahead and leave this off, but. And dealing with a residual effect, sometimes you gotta take some time to yourself. You gotta clear your mind, clear your path, clear your thoughts. Like me, and I'm getting really transparent on this, but I mean if it if it helps, I'm with it. But I'm a thinker. My mind is always working, always on the move. And so I know that one of the things that I have to do is I have to get alone to quiet my mind down and and to be able to focus on what's around me and not focus on my mind always working and thinking of the next thing. And then sometimes what I do is I'll ask somebody that I trust to weigh in, like, okay, is this a residual effect? Is this my overthinking? What is this? Because the reality of it is You're going to battle your own rights and wrongs if you have effects that linger on from something else in your life. So you have to make sure that you talk to somebody that's going to be honest with you and it's somebody that you trust that can tap into these things for you and let you know what it really is. Whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. Alright y'all, I ain't going to take up too much of your time. But I hope everybody enjoyed this topic. And if there's any questions or concerns, you can hit me up again at tweettalks at proton.me. And we'll share it with our Tweet Talks community. So y'all have a good night. Have a blessed week. And tweet, tweet y'all. Later.